What's good, y'all? What's poppin'? Welcome back to another We Hate Sports episode 94. Today, we're going to be going over this with my man's Gianni. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm excited for the baseball playoffs. Um, go Yankees. My guy, Cam. Who's this Cam guy? That's like, like, like adding I'm the sorry, episode. PC. I'm not used I'm joking. to it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's PC. It's Cam. It's the best co-host. It's the guy that is going to make this episode's one of the best episodes with my crew today. I can't wait. I cannot wait until y'all hear this episode. I got so much planned for y'all. Y'all don't even know. We got <laughs> Broncos country. We tried, cried, and fried. TK Hayes. I bet you thought that was it, huh? <clears throat> Broncos country. We fried, Hayes. When you win a Super Bowl, sweetheart, then I'll take you seriously. But ladies and gentlemen, yes, it's your boy, the real better host. I don't know what the hell PC was talking about when you say he's the best host because you're really not. I mean, the people, they listen for TK. They watch for TK. They thrive TK. They, 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 they cherish TK, PC. I am the best. I am this show. I am We Hate Sports. But I'm not happy this week because, as you just say, my Broncos lost. And we're going to talk about it a little more. I, I have a lot to say. I may bring out my inner total tonight, bro. This is your first week as my Let's not do that right now because I don't care about that old man. I've moved on. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Patriots are back in the win column. We about to be over 500 the next two weeks. I'm 3-0 on the pick em. Looking to go 3-0 again. I got the sauce. And I'm not talking about spaghetti. I do this. I am the We Hey Sports pioneer. I am the GOAT. I am the favorite host. I am your boy, Trey, the GOAT. Take it and win. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Bailey Zap is here. We're back. We're back. Okay. Um, anyways, moving right along. Emma, my guy, Sean. Good to be back. Good to be here. Big upset week for the Giants against the Packers in London. I don't know if you can tell through my voice. I'm not 100%. It is my Michael Jordan flu game. But we're going to fight it out. We got this. All right. And guys, me, Desi, I know I'm a fresh face. I'm the new mod, so you're used to seeing me. This week, we're going to be going over... The Pickums with TK. We're going to have our weekly questions. Stickball Central with Gianni. TK's tier list. Our hot takes. And then Cam's monologue. Okay, guys. So we have our WHS Pickum Week 6. The first one, we're going to go to my guy Gianni. Okay, for my first lock of the week, I'm going to go with Vikings over the Dolphins. With the, the situation with the quarterbacks of the Dolphins, I think the Vikings should go in there and win by at least two scores. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation in Miami. So I'm going to go with the Vikings over the Dolphins as my first lock. And my second lock is going to be the Buccaneers over the Steelers. The Steelers are a mess. You guys saw what happened to them yesterday. Just a mess. All around. They don't know um, the quarterback situation is a mess right now. The offense is a mess. So I think the Bucks are going to win by maybe four scores. Who knows? And for my upset of the week, 
I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Bills. Um, the Bills are favorites in the game. It's going to be a close battle, and it's going to be in Kansas City. I think the Chiefs um, squeak by and upset the, the Bills. All right, even though I don't agree with that, but <laughs> PC, we're coming down your street. All right. Um, so for my first lock of the week, um, I think I'm going to actually go with Bills over Chiefs. Um, this is all things considering the ultimate revenge game for Josh Allen and Buffalo. And, you know, I feel like this is going to be like some good bragging rights. This is the game that they have essentially been preparing for this entire season. You know, the way their season ended last year, that all time classic, I think it would be beneficial for them to come back to Arrowhead or it's not called Arrowhead anymore. They, they still call it Arrowhead and and pick up the victory in the regular season. Uh, so that's my first lock of the week. Um, my second lock of the week. I think I had it planned out, but there's so many games this week where it's just I really don't know um, if they're gonna be up for it. You know what? Let's go. Let's go with Packers over the Jets. Um, I know they just came off a very embarrassing loss in London to the Giants. It, the offense it just didn't click. Aaron Rodgers said earlier this week. Do not even put the thought of us losing to the Jets on the open. So I'm assuming he's going to have his team right. It's at home. It's the home game for him. I know the Jets are undefeated on the road. It's going to be a very tough test for them. They should not roll over in this game whatsoever. Go out and handle your business um, if you're Green Bay. So that's going to be my second lock of the week. For my upset, call me crazy. I'm going to go with the Steelers over the Buccaneers. Um, Can you pick it? He has a really rough first NFL start. He had to take on the Bills and Buffalo. It wasn't fun. He got hit hard a lot of times in that game. Um, and when I look at the Buccaneers, they're still not healthy. Okay. They just barely, and I mean barely, squeak by with a victory against the Falcons at home. Um, had that referee not called that, to put it bluntly, BS roughing the passer call. The Buccaneers probably lose that game. And, you know, that, that played a huge factor in the game. That decided the game for the Bucks last Sunday. So I don't think they're going to get as lucky. And, you know, the Steelers, first home start for Kenny Pickett. Um, Mike Tomlin is going to have his guys ready. All right. It's not going to get any easier for the Steelers. And I think that Mike Tomlin is capable enough. I think he is willing enough. And the Steelers are going to eke by with an upset victory against the Bucks. Probably the win the, the entire season for Pittsburgh. Okay, TK. Only PC could bring his burnt takes to a completely different section. But that's another conversation for another day. So first of all, the Steelers are not beating the Bucks. My first lock is going to be the Bucks over the Steelers. Kenny Pickett is not just stop. Like regardless of what you want to say about the offense and the offense not clicking and injuries and blah blah blah, that defense is still legit, bro. Kenny Pickett is going to have a very rough day, just like he had against the Bills. You throw him in against the Bucks, it's going to be the same type of result, bro. So give me the Bucks over the Steelers easily with like another thirty-seven to seven victory. Um, Tom Brady is absolutely going to feast, bro. He's going to feast. Um, give me the Bengals over the Saints for my second lock. Saints just have not looked good. I expect the Bengals to bounce back after uh, the tough loss that they that they had last night. Um, 
Yeah, man, Saints is just, just really disappointing, bro. They're they're extremely disappointed. I understand Jameis Winston hasn't played, but even when he was playing, man, he just did not look good, bro. And, and this team has the, – the, the Saints team is definitely probably one of the biggest disappointments in the NFL this season. So give me the Bengals over the Saints. Uh, they'll probably been won by a touchdown or two. And for the upset, I agree with uh, Gianni 100%. Give me the Chiefs over the Bills. Um, I don't know what type of faith PC put in the Bills to think that they can go into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes when they can't, when they just have not been able to beat Patrick Mahomes since the playoffs. I don't see that happening. Maybe if the Bills were at home, then maybe I'll agree with you. The fact that the biggest factor for me is that this game is in Arrowhead and that whether you like it or not, Desi, your Bills and Josh Allen are owned by the Chiefs. The Chiefs own your Bills. The, the Bills, for whatever reason, cannot get past Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for the upset. Um, I think it is going to be a close game. I'm not going to disrespect the Bills like that. I think it will be a very close game. I think the Chiefs win by six, 26-20, something like that. That's the fact you say that as though we didn't beat them last year in Arrowhead, 38-20. to 20, But, hey, Trey, you're next. Uh, yeah, it's time for some real picks. Let me... Let me give y'all boys some knowledge here real quick, right? So for my first lock, I'm going to roll with the 49ers over the Falcons. The Falcons are a gritty team. They show fight. But the 49ers, top three defense in the league right now. The offense is clicking. Jimmy G looks good out there. They're going to steamroll the uh, Falcons. It's not even a question. My second lock of the week, I know they've looked bad, okay? But... The Rams are going to get redemption against the Panthers. The Panthers are absolutely terrible, and they just lost Baker Mayfield. All right, so their starter will be P.J. Washington now. This is the perfect game for the Rams to get back into at least contention conversation because right now people are saying that they don't look like contenders, and they're right. They look terrible. Uh, the Cowboys, Cooper Rush led Cowboys just embarrassed them. Look for him to get back on track, even against the white savior, CMC. All right. My upset of the week, I was going to go with Jets over the Packers. But I also seen another one. Uh, I'm, I don't know why they're not favored to beat them. Maybe it's the Carson Wentz effect. But I'm going with Washington over the Chicago Bears. This should be a good bounce back game for them. Currently 1-4 right now. The Bears suck. All right. They don't throw the ball. Very predictable team. Stop the run over there. You're stopping that. You're, you're just stopping them completely because they don't trust Justin Fields on it. Rightfully so. He's butters. He's butt. He's sorry. All right. So those are the three picks. Look to go 3-0 and again because right now I'm a winner. Okay? All I do is win. I can't stop winning. I'm contagious with winning. I'm infectious with winning. All right? I'm so stuck with the winning. This is getting ridiculous right now how accustomed to winning I become. 3-0, baby. We on the way. Okay. Sean. Funny that um Gianni had the Vikings as a, his lock pick against the Dolphins, because that's going to be my upset of the week. I do think the Dolphins are going to upset the Vikings. Um, Neither Tua nor Teddy Bridgewater are ruled out for next week, so it, there is a chance one, if not both of them, are active. I like Tua to play, I think. By then, he, he has a decent chance of being recovered by his terrible concussion, but by next week, he might be good to play. And with that, I think with their defense, I think they'll be able to beat the Minnesota Vikings. My two locks of the week are going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they've, they haven't looked great this year. They've had a lot of injuries. Their offense is bogged down. But I still think, like, 
I can't see Tom Brady losing to a rookie quarterback in his second career start. So I do expect them to completely blow out the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers did not look good last week. They really haven't looked good all season. Uh, Mike Tomlin having his worst season as a head coach in his career. So I do think the Buccaneers are definitely going to win that game. My last lock of the week are going to be the Green Bay Packers over the New York Jets. Zach Wilson, 2-0 as a starter, but they've beaten nobody. They've beaten, I believe, Mitch Trubisky and Jacoby Fissett the last two games. Green Bay Packers are angry after losing to my New York Giants. The Packers are still a great team. We don't need to discredit them just because they lost a one game. They are a great team, and they are going to beat the New York Jets next week. All right. Now we're going to the second segment of the day, and that's our weekly questions. Question one, I got this one for PC, Trey, and Sean. We all seen the video of Draymond punching Jordan Poole, right? How do y'all think this will impact the Warriors moving forward? PCU first. I know teams go through, you know, arguments, physical fights, almost every single practice. If you're, if you're a team that is desperate to win titles, you know, that is hungry to win titles, you're bound to fight with each other. That's inevitable. I don't think I've ever actually seen a F- NBA player like physically knock out one of his teammates like that before. I will admit, like I've never seen that before. Like Draymond got like it wasn't like just a just a little baby punch or even like a you know punch that kind of knocked him to the side. No, Jordan Poole was knocked out by Draymond Green. All right. He he went to sleep. He went night night on Draymond's punch. So with all that in mind, I'm sure the Warriors are obviously keeping the rest of the situation in-house because, um, you know, the video got leaked. It was never supposed to get leaked in the first place. He, Draymond said that he's stepping away from the team for a while, you know, just to collect his thoughts. I think that this, you know, situation is going to be resolved. I think him and Jordan Poole are going to be cool with each other before the season starts. All right. I know it's Draymond's last, you know, contract year. I don't think he's getting traded anywhere because we've seen just how bad a team the Warriors are when Draymond isn't playing. Okay. You know, like we saw last season when they won the championship, when Draymond went down, like they had a losing record, like Steph, Clay, like those guys did not look like Steph and Clay. So I, I think people have to understand just how vital Draymond Green is to this Golden State Warriors team. They are the only team that can give that man or even think about giving that man a max contract. Does that happen? We'll have to wait and see. But I do think that Draymond will still be on the team going forward. I don't think that the Warriors are stupid enough to play bluntly to give up Draymond Green. Okay, Trey. I seen a video the other day. You guys heard of Gorilla Grodd, right? That's what Draymond looked like when he punched Jordan Poole. He looked like Gorilla Grodd. It was terrible. All right. Now, PC uh, said he heard that Draymond said he's stepping away from the team to collect his thoughts or whatever the hell. Let's be real here. 
he's not going back to the Warriors. And if he does return, he's not staying for a while. He's requesting the trade, bro. He's he's gone. His time there is over. It's just a matter of if and when the Warriors decide to trade him because they're not just going to let him walk. All right, they're going to get something for Draymond, four-time champ. All right, so who do you trade him to? I mean, speculations in air. He wants to go to the Lakers, play with LeBron so badly. Don't know why. He's not winning anything over there. But let's just let's just keep it let's just keep how it is. All right. Draymond, the team chemistry there. Uh they don't typically play well without him. But after what has happened, I mean, there's not too much to say about it. The chemistry is not gonna be good with if he returns to the team. Him returning is going to harm them more than it will if he leaves. So let's just get this out of the way. You trade Draymond Green, you move forward. All right, you got a future. Draymond is in his 30s. He's like 32, 33. Let him go. Chai, where would you trade him to? Where would I trade him to? I'm sending that man to the Shanghai Sharks for a bag of Skittles. (laughs) All right, Sean, what's your take on it? I'm with PC. I think Trey's overreacting. Yes, this is one of the worst teammate fights that we've seen, but they do happen. We saw um, Bobby Portis break Nikola Mirotic's jaw, and I think eventually they did get traded, but it wasn't like some immediately immediate thing. So I do think this is something that can be resolved. Um, I don't think Draymond is going anywhere, and I think the Warriors are going to be perfectly fine this season. Uh, they're going to be able to fix the chemistry. Draymond Green's a, a leader in that locker room. They respect him. They're going to forgive him and move on from his mistakes. Um, and the Warriors are going to get back to contending for a championship, and Draymond's going to be a huge part of that. Jordan Poole is going to be a huge part of that, and I don't, I don't expect him to go anywhere this season, at least. Maybe next season. I think he's on a two-year deal, so maybe next year when there's only one year left, then they might look to move him. Maybe his contract will be more wanted. I don't know exactly, but I do expect Draymond to at least finish this season as a Golden State Warrior. All right, moving on to our next question. This question is for TK, Sean, and Gianni. It's who is the most surprising team in the NFL after week five of the NFL season? Uh, TK, you can go first. I mean, really, this season has a lot of teams that you expected to be bad or really good this year. A lot of teams that you expected to be good are really bad this year. Um, I guess I'll go with the Cowboys. I guess I'll go with the Cowboys because of their situation with their quarterback and Cooper Rush. Um, I don't care what anybody on this podcast says, Trey. You can I don't care how much you praised Cooper Rush last week. You did not expect this man to step out there four games in and be four and zero, bro. Um, I don't think anybody expected that. A lot of analysts, including and, and including a bunch of my friends, were saying if they can at least win two out of these next four to five games, it's a W. I think Sean was the one that told me that. I think three, three, two or three games is what we said the Cowboys would need. Until Dak Prescott gets back, now you're talking. Now you're having a completely different conversation to where they're not trying to rush Dak back anymore because this man Cooper Rush is doing so good, bro. Um, so yeah, I think they're what four and one right now or something like that, bro. The Eagles and the and the Cowboys are just the Eagles, Cowboys, and the Giants. Actually, I can't I can't just skip out on the Giants. Absolutely, just I mean it's they're turned. They they have the NFC least. I mean looking like the NFC beast. I'll say it, bro. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I mean you could say that you could go with the Eagles because of their five and zero, oh, but I mean, I talked. We I talked about the Eagles a little bit last week. Um, kind of still need to want to see them play a tougher team, but unfortunately, their toughest team is the Green Bay Packers. <clears throat> so, 
I'm not going to give it to them, but but yeah, man, definitely I, you could also go with the Giants, but I'm going to say the Cowboys, bro, only because of the situation with Dak Prescott. I did not expect this man to be 4-0, um, and he's played some pretty good teams, bro, Rams being one of them. Um, let's see if I think they play Giants or Eagles next. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. I think you guys play Cowboys. No, wait, do Giants play the Cowboys? Wait, no, who, who do the Cowboys play? Giants, right? Giants play the Ravens. Eagles play the uh, Cowboys. So okay, so yeah, so Eagles versus Cowboys. That's gonna be a very good game, bro. I honestly think whoever wins that game could possibly win the entire division, bro. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect the Giants. The Giants are gonna be in that mix too. But yeah, man, Cowboys and Cowboys are definitely the biggest surprise, bro, because of Cooper Rush. All right, Gianni, you're next. Um, this could shock a little bit of everyone here, but I think it's a surprise team that I've been seeing playing pretty decent. It's not like all worldly opponents is the the Jets, in my opinion. They're three and two. I'm actually um, pretty shocked because if you look at the schedule before the season, um, that schedule is brutal. It looked like they were going to start zero and ten basically, and they they got they won some pretty tough games. Like in Pittsburgh, I think they never win in Pittsburgh. And they won that building. They beat the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins with the quarterback situation um, is terrible, but the, losing forty to seventeen—that's that, like pretty shocking, honestly. Um, they also won in Cleveland, but the Browns are—you know—they're kind of mediocre. But but it's impressive so far. Um, if they beat the Packers. They they got maybe a chance to be probably a seven eight win team maybe who knows, but they they kind of shocked me a little bit because if you look at the schedule before the season, you wouldn't think they start three and two, and having Joe Flacco I think the first three weeks was was a mess honestly like the way they won a game and I think they were close with the Ravens for like three quarters was pretty impressive to me. I know y'all giving all this praise to Zach, but my guy Breeze, he had a game too. Breeze definitely had a game too. I our next question is for TK and PC. The Broncos continue to struggle to score this past Thursday, suffering a 12 and 9 loss against the Colts at home. Russell Wilson finished 21 for 39 with 274 yards and two interceptions. Who's more responsible for Denver's struggles? Russell Wilson or Nathaniel Hackett? TK, you know I need you to go first. I mean, I don't know why I need to go first. I feel like my answer would be more from emotion. So I feel like PC should go first. Let PC go first because I have a lot to say about this. So please let PC go first. All right, come on. No, no, no. It, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, TK. You could go first. I'll let you go, brother. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Go first. It's okay. It's okay. Go first. Go first. Because I don't want my answer affecting how you are going to, you know, answer your question. So go ahead. I really don't care. I really don't care about your answer. To, to, to be to be quite honest, PC. I mean, you really don't need to be on this part of the segment. To be honest, I should be the only one speaking. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, what do you mean? You need you somebody to answer this question because you speak. You speak from the. You speak from the heart of trolling. You don't speak from. You don't speak from authenticity. You speak from trolling. But you know what? I'll answer the question. Suck. <sighs> Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. All right. 
so I'm going to say it's a little bit of both first, all right? Like, I'm not just going to sit here and say it's all on Hackett. It's 90% Hackett, 10% Russ, all right? So first, I'm going to say this. There is no, for, for, for all the people who are saying Russ is washed, all right? There is no, absolutely no way that a dude who in 2020 threw 40 touchdowns was the second best player in the NFL. Had like, fast forward to last year. So 26 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns with seven interceptions. Comes back from a finger injury, from a thumb injury that he should have never came back as soon as he came from. If you expect me to believe that that guy, after four, after five games, is washed, you're absolutely an idiot. You should not watch football. You should not speak football. You're a casual. Please do not talk NFL again, please. Please, just please stop, all right? Here's the issue, PC. Russell Wilson is a very, very unique type of quarterback. He plays the game a very unique way. We all see how it goes. He likes to roll out of the pocket. He likes to find time. He likes to hit his wide receivers deep. He likes to, he likes to make things happen with his legs, all right? The type of offense or the type of scheme that Hackett is trying to bring from Green Bay is not, it does not fit Russ, bro. It is not the system that fits Russ. It's terrible, bro. It's it's literally a system that Russ, after 10 years in Seattle, is having to come to a new place and completely learn a different offense. Here's my issue, bro. As an NFL coach, as an NFL coach, first of all, we all seen what happened the first game, bro. The multiple delay of delay of the uh, delay of game calls. Deciding to not, to not put the ball in Russ's hand on fourth and two, but instead kicking a 64-yard field goal. We lost that game. So fast forward to the second game. We end up winning that game. But again, you decide a 55-yard punt in Denver, bro. You decide to punt that after just a week before trusting your kicker to kick a 64-yard. You see, I'm about to I'm about to just go on a pattern here. That next week, then you under the we have more uh uh. uh Delay of games. I think we have like two more in that game also. So that's four and two games, bro. That's on the coach. That's not on the quarterback. That is on the coach. As a coach, you're supposed to get the play out there to the quarterback. The quarterback is then supposed to give it to the huddle, and then the huddle breaks the huddle. You're you're not giving the plays out fast enough. That's why he hired this dude that was that was a special teams coach and 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 uh in Baltimore. That was already that was my first red flag, bro. As a head coach, why why are you hiring another head coach to tell you how to do your job as a head coach? Have we have have y'all ever seen that from anybody else from any rookie head coach or anything? Because I haven't, bro. That was the first time I've ever seen anything like that happen, bro. That's the first red flag. There's too many red flags that are happening, bro. And here's my biggest issue: after every press conference, Nathaniel Hackett says the same. Excuse my language, bullshit to the media. Oh, I have to go. Oh, I have to go back to the all uh, room. I have to watch the tape over again and see what I can do to implement the game to make Russ better and see if I can uh, implement games into the playbook. My, it's five weeks into the season, bro. Why are you still answering the same way? Why are you still trying to see what plays Russ likes, what plays he doesn't? Why are you still trying to implement plays in the playbook for Russ? You had an entire offseason to do this, bro. Why are you doing it now? Why are you doing it now? PC, it all falls on it. And most of it falls on it, Daniel Hackett, bro. Okay, it mostly falls on Nathaniel Hackett because let me tell you something. The week before, Russell Williams threw two touchdown passes, threw over 250 yards, and had a rushing touchdown. That's the rush that we that that's the rush that I expect to see in Denver, bro. The rush is not washed, all right? He's literally just trying to learn a new system that does not fit him, all right? Next year, I expect Nathaniel Hackett to be gone, and I guarantee it, bro. If Nathaniel Hackett doesn't figure it out by midseason, by midseason, midseason of this week, you gotta remember, bro. We got new owners now. We got a new GM, bro. I think Nathaniel Hackett will be out. And honestly, 
Watch what happens if we get an actual coach that actually knows to come into the building or come into this position and literally watch tape on what Russ did in Seattle for 10 years that made him so great. And all you got to do, bro, is just take what they did in Seattle and take the formula from Seattle and just bring it to Denver, bro. Don't try to bring what you did from Green Bay. Because as much as I love Russell Wilson, bro, Russell Wilson is not Aaron Rodgers, all right? He's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, if we're talking about overall career, Aaron Rodgers is better, all right, because of the things that he can do. He can't do the things that Aaron Rodgers does. His, his unique, his set is what he does, and only Russell Wilson can do the things that he does, bro. I mean, but, and like I said, I'm willing to give Hackett and Russ until the midseason, bro. But honestly, I'm okay with two and three right now because our schedule is a little bit easier as it goes on a little bit, bro. All right, we got the Jets. I think we got the teams like the Jaguars. Um, I don't expect to beat the Chargers. I think we have uh, the Chiefs coming up soon. The schedule is kind of uh, to where we could possibly go into the bye week, week eight, I believe, and have a pretty good schedule. Maybe six and two, you know, or, or no, I can't even say that. Five and three or something like that. Okay, I expect us to win the next couple of games. But honestly, PC, Nathaniel Hackett, even if he does get it right this season, I want Nathaniel Hackett gone, bro. Russell Wilson is not washed. Russell Wilson is not the problem. It is the playbook. It is the scheme. It does not fit Russ. And when and when this man, Nathaniel Hackett, figure that out, the Broncos will finally ride, baby. Finally ride. TK, thank you for that answer. That was that was a really, really insightful answer. You know, I want to talk about this because I I think I can speak for a lot of people, not only on this podcast, but listening to this podcast right now, we expected a whole lot more from the Denver Broncos through five weeks of this season. You know, you guys were at the very least expected to be over 500. To keep this answer short and sweet. I think that is definitely a mixture of both. It's definitely a mixture of Nathaniel Hackett with his very inconsistent play calling. It's a mixture of Russell Wilson not making reads when he is supposed to make reads on that final play against the Colts when K.J. Hamler went down or when KJ Hamler, excuse me, was wide open and Russ didn't even look his way. KJ was hot after that game. Visually, visibly frustrated. You know, so it's definitely 100% a mix of the two. But for you, TK, ladies and gentlemen, the We Eat Sports Podcast, I'm here to tell you that it's time that we do a revival. Are you ready to have some church? With the music, Trey. I got us. That she wrote, speech to the young. Oh. To the progress. Ladies and gentlemen. Say to them. Say to them. March 16th, 2022. Six months ago. On episode 64, Not ready. That I lost it a very valuable thing in my life. Today, ladies and gentlemen, today, we are starting a revival. Feet, ladies and gentlemen, we are at church with this revival, ladies and gentlemen. Today, today, tonight, the goes Back. 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 Back.
Ladies and gentlemen, a revival has been months, months in the making. Months. I've been waiting for this moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't know who the Broncos QB list is. We have to talk about the Trevor Simeons. Mm. Yes, we have to talk about the Paxton Riches. Mm. We have to talk about the Brock Osweiler. Mm. Stole 72 million. We have to talk about the Case Keenum. Mm. left the call because he doesn't want to acknowledge the truth. We have to talk about the Joe Flacco. Mm. We have to talk about the Brandon Allen. Mm. We have to talk about the Jeff Driscolls. <laughs> oh, what about the Brett Ripians? The one who has our Broncos starter, better than Russ. Mm. The Andrew Stephen Oaks. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. For us. Oh, my goodness. And the Teddy... Bridgewaters. Mm. Y'all not listening to me. Y'all not listening to me. And now we must bring up the Russell Wilsons of the world. He stole $245 million. No. Broncos country. Let's ride. What'd you say, Desi? Broncos country. We fried. We tried. <laughs> Broncos country. Russ lied. <laughs> Brad, Dad, and I need a rag. I need a rag. Bring my brother back. Bring, bring, See. bring my brother TK back. Bring him back. I want him to listen. The rest of this monologue. I want him to listen to my take. It's understandable that we bring him back for this specific situation. If you are listening to this right now, I want you to understand because I know that you are listening to this when this episode comes out on Wednesday. Russell Wilson, quite literally, is playing like every single quarterback mentioned on the Broncos QB list right now. I've waited patiently. I've waited through almost halfway through the NFL season to bring up Russell Wilson being on this infamous list. DK, and this goes for all Broncos fans when I tell you that this from the bottom of my heart, needs a whole lot to your boy PC to be able to revive the Broncos quarterback list. This felt great. This felt great. Praise the, the Lord. Whole, the whole Praise free the Lord. agency, Brad. Whole free agency had to listen to TK rave about Nathaniel Hackett, rave about Russell Wilson. Rave about how the Broncos was just a QB away. Rave about how, ooh, the Broncos are going to do this and that. Broncos, second seed at worst in the AFC West. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that the Broncos are possibly about to be the worst seed in the AFC West if the Raiders can pull off this win tonight. Currently up like 14 zip. (laughs) Amazing. You may call me RC from now on. It's not PC, it's Reverend Cameron from now on with my Deacon Trey, DC. Praise God, Thank brother. Thank you for coming Praise. to the service today. Praise the Lord. You know what? In Broncos country, 
We stay forever. positive. Stay positive. TK, you missed the service, bro. You missed the service. It's okay though. It's okay though. You'll 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 be able you'll be able to come back for it. You'll you'll be able to watch it through our TikToks through the, the video that will come out this week. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I really want you to be there. This is my first this is my first service for the Denver Broncos. We did a whole revival of the Broncos QB list. You should have been here, bro. You should have been Okay, here. cool, cool. Now Tolu. Hey Tolu. Tolu. Can I help come you? Come on camera. Since he went, yeah, let's do let's do a a segment on fat James Harden. Fat watch James Harden. You want to go first? Let's talk about him and the Sixers that are a bunch of bums. Excuse my language, but you want to go there? You want to read the list and disrespect me like that? You want to add Russ to that list, bro? No, add James Harden to most. To, to, you got me so pissed right He's now. Fuming. He's fuming. He's right so now, bad. Right now, bro. I didn't even hear the list, but it's just playing in my head, bro, of all the quarterbacks, bro. Hey, you know what, PC? I got something for you. I got something for you. I promise you next week, you'll be the one leaving. You'll be the one leaving the podcast, buddy. Don't worry. I'm going to come up with something. I unfortunately can't leave you. the call. I, I, I do a recording. If I leave the recording, it sucks. It's for you. Don't worry, buddy. That's for you, brother. I did it for you. Because Praise I God. love you, TK. I love you. And your reverend and your deacon, we just wanted what was best for you. That's Damn. all. We just want the Broncos organization to be free from the sins of these quarterbacks stealing money and time from the Broncos mm. fans. The organization, the mile high. Mm. Constantly, every year. It hasn't been the same. It just hasn't been bro, the same. Don't y'all got y'all own segment to do, bro? Isn't it time for, don't y'all got dresses to be putting on to take for, like, the pictures of Insta for, for Twitter or something? Stop talking We're not any dresses, buddy. No dresses. Well, so PC, do you know the punishments? I'm they're they're still deciding as a whole what the punishments for us are gonna be. I heard one chip challenge. Okay. I heard possibly dresses. I've heard a couple of yes. things. Okay. Hey, let me tell you something. The one chip challenge can't let me be wait. Bad. No, 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 no. I feel like one First chip all, challenge is like the most gracious. No, I was actually gonna say you're gonna want you probably would want to wear the dress, bro. Y'all don't understand that hot chip is no joke, bro. I tried it, dog. I could not eat for two days, bro. My mouth was burning from everything. I wanted to cry, bro. I think you'd rather wear the dress, bro. Trust me, dog. Oh, actually, no. I kind of want to see. Wait, 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 Listen, listen. If you're gonna make them eat the hot chip. You need to make it to where they, they're not allowed to drink water, milk, or anything afterward. They Hell have no. to record Hell their no. reaction to All right, bro. see, you're they trying to record their reaction to Way too much. No, yes. No Man, water, no milk, no water, no nothing. Let them Hell suffer. No. Let them suffer for their bad decisions and their bad choices for who they picked and whatever uh, oh, WrestleMania event was going on, all right? Okay, you're, you're just speak, you're speaking out of spite. Nope, you're speaking nope. out of spite. Nope. Right. That's you just... want to read the list, buddy? That hurt. Read the list I got from for you, buddy. We can move on. Now. All right. Uh... Right, the football gods. Got it, Desi. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> so our next segment, we got Stick Boss Central with Gianni. Now, Gianni, I'm going to hand it to you, but I'm going to pray that you got my Dodgers going all the way. Hey, wait, hold, hold on, G. Hold on, G. Hold on, G. Gotta do another output change. Just give me two seconds. Yeah, he does not. He does not. <laughs> no, yeah, you're Dodgers. Yeah, get the hell out of here with you, that. 
you have like one good team that's respectable. The first series, this was an amazing wild card um, weekend. Um, the Guardians swept the Rays. It was pretty like close and low scoring, basically. It was like, I think both teams scored combined four runs in 25 innings, which is absurd, honestly. Um, the Phillies um, shocked the world, I feel, and upset the Cardinals, um, sent them home. In the sweep, um, the other series, um, the Padres sent the Mets home two out of three. They won two one the series, and that was pretty. Um, that was not shocking, but it was pretty like convincing. The two um, wins, and the Mariners swept the Blue Jays. They came back from eight one down in an elimination game, and they won ten to nine. So, now the division series is set. And the first series I'm going to talk about is the Phillies and the Braves. And I want PC to, to jump in and give him me his thoughts about the series and how, how he feels about it. Uh, I would love to, Gianni. First of all, I just want to say I've already proven you wrong, okay? I should be the new Stickball Central host. You told me... And you just sat here and lied to everybody that the Cardinals were about to win the World Series by first beating us. Do you not understand, Gianni? He was going up Albert Pujols, Javier Molina, and Adam Wainwright. Oh, such a great historic era of Cardinals baseball. Best baseball fans in the world. And what happened to the real stars of that team? Nolan Arenado and... You know, Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt is a uh, NL MVP candidate. You know what? You know what happened to 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 Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado? They said, "Oh, oh, geez, these they, these lights are too bright. I can't, I can't do this. These lights are too bright." They said they couldn't handle it. They said they couldn't handle it. G. They said they could not handle it, and because of that, they lost. They got swept, and they could not muster up any runs in Game Two. And Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola with two masterclass performances pitching-wise. I mean, wow. Talk about Aaron Nola. Talk about Zach Wheeler. Both in both their first playoff starts, because neither of them have ever been to the playoffs before prior to that series. To do that, to ne- neither of them give up a earned run in their starts, you couldn't ask for anything better from your two aces and rob thompson feels like he has two aces speaking of rob thompson did y'all know that philly rob is now the official manager for the philadelphia phillies okay he's locked up for the next two seasons for us which is a huge w for us because he has came in and changed the culture of this team he has come in and he has essentially established his aura all around this team the guys love playing for Rob Thompson. So with that all being said, for this Atlanta Braves series, the Atlanta Braves are probably the highest team coming into the MLB playoffs. If I'm being realistic, we're probably going to get beaten in four games. It's a best of five series. I gave us four games. But the fan in me, the Philly team in me, the dog in me 
says that the Philadelphia Phillies, all they have to do is get more pitching master classes from Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Ranger Suarez, who's starring game one, and have the bats show up. All right. Kyle Schwarber and Reese Hoskins, who, Schwarber. you know, didn't, didn't exactly play amazing in that Cardinals series. They're both streaky hitters. I need them to wake up for this series. I need Bryce Harper, the guy that lives for these kind of series, that lives for these moments. It's his first series past the wild card round. He needs to step up, just like he did in game two when he hit that bomb off of Miles McCullis. I need him. I need Alec Bone, who outshined that fraud, Nolan Arenado, at third base and was the best third baseman in that series. I need him. I need Gene Segura, JT Real Muto, the guys that are in the playoffs for the first time to show up. I need the bullpen guys, Jose Alvarado, Zach Eflin. I need those guys to all step up. Past this, How much there do is you no need? room for a mistake. There's no room for a mistake. This is what happens when you're taking on the hottest team. There's simply no room for a mistake because the Braves, they're the defending champs for a reason, man. They're hard to beat. Very hard to beat. Right. I think that the Phillies, with a little bit of heart in them, a little bit of dog in them, can win this series. I, I think it's going to be a tough series for the Phillies, but I think it's going to go to five games. I think, I think it, it goes to the distance. Um, but I think the Braves come out on top. The Braves, like you said, they're the hottest team um, basically the last couple of months. They got the division title. They got the one-week rest. They're getting other players, too, healthy from injury. Um, they're looking like a team that can could pull it off and, and become the first team since the Yankees to, to go back-to-back or at least get to the World Series. And I think that they're the most well-rounded team, honestly, in the entire playoffs. So that's going to be a team that's going to be hard to beat. Three times in the series, and it's going to be hard to beat four times in the series. So I'm going to go with the Braves in five. I think the, the Phillies are going to be able to make it a competitive series to end. And for the next series, I'm going to go with Seattle and Houston. This is going to be an interesting series that is going to be pitching all around, basically. Um, there's going to be a low scoring, and Seattle has a chance. Um, in the series because Seattle has been like they have like a team of destiny type of, of feel. Um, they they walk off to make the playoffs. They walk off to to um basically they basically came back from eight one down to 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 even make it to the to the division series, and it's just pretty impressive the way they're winning games. They it looked like they know already how to win in the playoffs like they've been there before and that's kind of like scary to play them right now but i think at the end um houston i think has too much but i think it's gonna go five games and i think houston wins in five games um it can go either way this series seattle has the pitching houston has the pitching the only thing that i think houston beats um seattle out is basically the offense basically and I don't know if Trey, you want to say something about the series of Seattle and and Houston? Houston is better than Toronto, but 
I don't see them giving up a miraculous uh, margin and having a comeback uh, loss like the Blue Jays did. I don't know what happened there. You're not going to see the Astros mental lapse like that. So if the uh, Mariners, if they get down by like, let's say, three, four runs, the way that the Houston Astros are set up, they got the pitching, they got the hitting. You can pretty much call it. Right. I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty competitive series. This series could be probably the best series of the division series, in, in my opinion. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you guys are playing the Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Let's go yeah. Cleveland. 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 Yeah, that's going to be the next series I'm going to talk about. The Guardians against the Yankees. Um. This series, the Guardians are basically the youngest team in baseball this season. They're the second youngest baseball team to make the playoffs in this century. And when I found that out, it, it was impressive. They beat up a pretty banged up um, Tampa team, basically. Tampa, basically in the last 14 games, are 2-12, and 12, including the two playoff games. They fell apart completely because... They have injuries, multiple injuries to pitching and multiple injuries to the the offense starting lineup. And Cleveland just took advantage of it. Um, they barely uh, won those two games, but they did enough to win those games. And that's what you have to do in the playoffs. Just do enough and get by um, these teams because it is a tough pitching stuff, um, Tampa. So I'm impressed about Cleveland. Um the Yankees are, are getting people back healthy. Um, this is going to be a series I think is going to end in four games. Um, Garrett Cole is going to get game one. Um, Cortez Jr. is getting game two. Seve's getting game three. Cole's getting game four. And Cortez is getting game five if it, if it goes to the distance. And I feel like overall the Yankees should be able to win in four games. But I feel like these four games – Three to one will be the series win, but I think these four games will be so tight that I think the Yankees win each game by one or two runs, and Cleveland wins by that one game I give them. They win by one or two runs, and for the last um, series of the division series is the Padres and the Dodgers. Honestly, when I look at this series, I understand the Padres' um, offense has been hitting the last couple weeks. But I think the Dodgers are going to destroy the Padres. I just don't see the series being too competitive, honestly. I think it could be a sweep. I think the Dodgers' toughest task is going to be against the Braves. And honestly, I just don't see... um, I don't know if anybody wants to jump in and, and say... to like something that can help the Padres, basically, because I just don't see it. Is there anything that you want to add? Does he have to? Uh, I feel like this is. Well, you said you were a Dodgers fan, unless I heard wrong and you're an Angels fan. <laughs> but nothing. They couldn't beat us in a regular season. Nothing. There's nothing that they could do. Dodgers said, Dodgers said, uh, chip. We went in this year. I claimed this. I claimed this at the beginning of the season before we even won 111 games. I claimed this, and we've been doing this without Walker, without Walker Bueller as well. I think that's what's going to hurt the Dodgers against the Braves in a seven-game series. I think no. 
the injuries of the pitching is going to to unravel versus that team. That's why I, I think the Braves so are going to get to the World okay. Series. I think. I trust my pitches. We're going to hold up. Yeah, I, I think, like, if I have to give, like, a World Series prediction, um, I hate to be biased, but I think the Yankees get to the World Series, and I think the Braves get to the World Series. I think, I feel like this World Series, the way this run looks like, it feels like it has a 2009 type of feel that, like how the Phillies won the World Series, they got back to the World Series. The the Yankees play a team from the Central in the Division Series. They play a team from the West um, to get to the World Series. It, it's just that type of feeling I, I, I get in this um, sense because that Braves team is just insane, honestly. I, I just... I feel like if your team is not like healthy enough and you don't have the pitching one through five, right? I I just can't see anybody beating the Braves in a seven game series. But who knows? Baseball is sometimes unpredictable. Sure. We seen unpredictable last year. Injuries happen. So our next segment. I think PC and Trey are dreading this one. All right, next segment, we have Off the Top Rope with PC and Trey. Now, from my understanding, y'all got to do something, right? Some type of punishment, right? Um, what was it, the dress? The chip? No, 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 um, no, no, no. Nothing Nothing has been confirmed as of yet. Um, you know, they're, they're still waiting on what our punishment is going to be. But um, make them wear a dress. Make them wear a dress in public. Their, their moms, need the to, their moms or family member needs you know to record the it. The worst no. part of this, bro, we lost by a damn coin flip. A coin flip. Damn. Oh, PC. You all know how close this predictions came. PC, can I say I one more thing? Some... And then oh. I'll let y'all go, bro. I just want to say that my baby Rhonda. Ronda Rousey, she won. Bro. I, I just wanted to say that, bro. Oh, bro. Big, 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 big dubs, big Ws. Go ahead. Thank you. Right, right. So, anyways, um, welcome to off the top rope, everyone, with PC and Trey. Um, so for those who listen to this podcast, um, you'll know that it was RPW versus WHS in the Extreme Rules predictions this past Saturday. And um well the predictions they they um hmm. it came down to a coin flip, let's say that. As a matter of fact, it came down to multiple coin flips. Let's go through this card, shall we? Uh so starting off, we of course had uh the predictions for those who don't know, uh RBW is our wrestling Twitter group chat and you know, my main guy over there, Lake, he compiled all of the tallies and votes, the predictions from everybody there uh, to see who the chat majority would pick or, excuse me, for predictions. Um, while me and Trey, repping WHS here, uh, made sure that we would try to take home the victory. And like I mentioned, like everybody else mentioned, it uh, came down to a single coin flip. Um, so let's just, let's just 
read through uh, the predictions for RBW. They chose Liv Morgan, Imperium, Matt Riddle, Bailey, Edge, and Cross to win, while me and Trey chose Liv Morgan, Imperium, Seth Rollins, Bailey, Finn Balor, and Karrion Cross. PC, bro. I'm going to give it a buck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real quick, out of our picks, because those couple swing matches, one only one swing match was really the determining factor of our L. And I think, what do you think was the more obvious one we should have went with? Honestly, probably Imperium Brawling Brutes, which, by the way, was the first match of the night. Five-star classic, I, I think all things considering, because you can't have the Brawling Brutes lose that much. I know it was kind of out of our control, because we do record on Mondays. They had SmackDown on Fridays, and Sheamus has an Intercontinental Championship match against Gunther, which he got cheated out at the end and lost, because Gunther, you know, he did, he did a, a fake Brazilian tap. For those who don't know what that is, it's like a jiu-jitsu thing. Um, and he tapped the match he tapped the mat twice to submit your opponent in a wrestling match. You have to make sure your opponent taps three times. So when he tapped, everybody was like, Oh my goodness. Why, why, why hasn't Seamus, why isn't Seamus new or continental champion? Well, Gunther is a very smart professional wrestler. That's a part of his gimmick. Uh, so he knew the rules and at the end, he still cheated. He knocked out Seamus with a shillelagh and he retained his title. Um, at Extreme Rules, however, he wasn't as uh, lucky. And like I mentioned, this opened up the card. It was in Philadelphia. By the way, we had a couple of RPW members that went there. The atmosphere that we have heard was electric all night long. Uh, we posted a couple of videos and pics on our Instagram that you guys can check out. It was an amazing event from what we've been told. And the opening match, a gold-fashioned Donnybrook Imperium versus uh, Brawling Brutes. Um, went the distance, it's all Gunther, go through the announce table with the Celtic Cross, Giovanni Vinci, poor Giovanni Vinci, uh, he got, I almost, <laughs> I almost said gangbang, uh, he, 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 it was a three-on-one assault, it was he a three-on-one assault, he kind of did, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it was, it was exactly that, and he, uh, got a bro kick for his liking to secure the victory for the Brawling Brutes, you open up the card, like I mentioned, this was probably my favorite match, of the night probably the best match of the night these guys just have natural chemistry with each other uh 1000 percent and uh that opened up extreme rules um if you've been following along everybody is currently on one in the predictions the smackdown women's championship on the line lip morgan champion taking on tk's girl ronda rousey extreme rules match you know what i really thought that Lip Morgan was going to get her big like win here, you know. No. Um, it doesn't it, deserve it, this camp. I try to tell you this. To month. my, to my, to be fair to me, she put Ronda through a table, all right, and she was about to pin her, and then Ronda locked in. I'm not sure what to call it. It was, I guess, a variation of like a Peruvian necktie or something, and she made Liv pass out. Um, the story that we get from here is that Liv um, was laughing 
as she passed out. She never tapped. Um, you know, she passed out. But Ronda Rousey did become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, deserves, eh, I, I guess. Liv, guys, I guess. Liv, she should have lost at that. Uh, what was the pay per view? I believe it was Money in the Bank when she had that Mickey Mouse retention. Uh, oh, brother! The ref got knocked out. Yeah, not Money in Bank. Uh, after Money in Bank. You you should be you should be very sad as a matter of fact that that Lib lost this match because this could be a big swing match for us. No, could be a big swing match for us. We should have went with Ronda, bro. We should have went with. Oh, well, uh, the next match was Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. Um, it was it was an all right match. It was an okay match, I think, for what it was. It was what it was. Um, like the ending. Because a lot of people didn't like how it ended. The ending saw Scarlet pepper spray Drew McIntyre. Uh, and, I mean, fair enough. You know, you know, realistically, like, I feel like anybody would, would you know, go down for the count after that. Uh, I just feel like the match didn't necessarily click as well as I thought it would. Um, mainly because, um, you know, Scarlet played a huge role in this match. I feel like every time she inserted herself, Karen Cross was about to win. And that's what we saw at the end. There was no adjustment from Drew to like counteract that, is what I'm saying. In the next matchup, it's all the Raw Women's Championship on the line. Bianca Belair, ESC, taking Terrible. on Bailey of Damage Control. Um, you know what? Terrible. For what it's worth, I'm happy that Bianca retained. Oh, All right, I do love seeing a black queen retain her title. Okay, I'm not complaining about that. The predictions, however, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. The predictions, however, we did choose Bailey, both WHS and RPW. Um, it was world thought she was gonna win. Yeah, I feel like WWE did a really good job in just really making sure damage control dominated through the upcoming weeks leading up to extreme rules to make people believe that yeah bailey bailey's about to win this ladder match but no bianca hit a kod with bailey and the ladder on top of her and she climbed the rungs to pick up the victory between her raw women's championship um establish yourself <laughs> Can we call this like a, a John Cena type of win for Bianca Belair, Trey? Because that's, that's what hey, it felt like. Stop. That's what it felt like. I mean, stop. the odds were stacked against her. The stop. odds were stacked against her, stop. and she picked up the victory. Stop. That is what I'm getting from this. It only means one thing, PC. She's losing it on a weekly show. Okay. Whatever you say, Billy. Whatever you say, pal. Weekly show. Uh, let's go to... Uh, the first swing match in predictions because up until this point both us and rpw were tied in predictions the i quit match between edge and finn balor of the judgment day um finn he came out in in kanye west's uh like pointy you know black mask i i'm, I'm not sure how he got hold of that uh, his new intro is hard i like that his new entrance yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely different. I'm, I'm still not sure how he got a hold of that mask. You know, Finn, if you can, if you somehow get in contact with this with this podcast, let us know how you got Kanye's mask, because um, it looked good on you. And you know, in this match, it was the longest match of the night. I think that was obvious because it's an I quit match. Um, 
and the ending I think was very effective. It wasn't going to be Edge, you know, that was going to say I quit because you did too much to his body to make him say I quit. However, they Judgment Day did something to his wife, Beth Phoenix, instead. Um, they were about to hear with the concerto when Edge said I quit multiple times, as a matter of fact. But Judgment Day, you know, being the devious, dastardly heels that they are, still hit Beth with the concerto. Edge, obviously, very concerned after the match. Judgment Day celebrated on top of the ramp. And I got to say, Trey, a couple of months ago, I don't think a lot of people were excited for Judgment Day. They just, they fell, like, under the cards. They were wrestling on main event pretty much every week under the Vince regime. And now, like, they look badass as a group. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm really starting to like them as a group. Yeah, I agree with you in that. And then especially what they did with Rey Mysterio, Edge, and bringing in Dominic to the group, that just makes people hate them even more. And as a heel, that's the goal, making people hate you. I think people probably hate the Judgment Day right now more than they hate the bloodline. That's not a crazy take either. No, no, it's not. Hey, they deep in red hot. But it did see Balor pick up the victory. And advantage went to us. We were feeling good after that match. I was like, that was your call. I was like, oh man, we're we're gonna win this thing. We're gonna do this. We had um we, we had, had it. <laughs> and then the main event happened. The fight pit, special guests, referee. Daniel Cormier, UFC Hall of Famer, uh, refereeing the match between Riddle and Rollins in the fight pit. And this match, of course, it had its moments. Um, it had its moments. It saw Riddle hit like a proton off the top of the cage. Uh, it saw Seth hit a couple of curb stomps, you know, like jumping off the cage. Uh, it, it, was, it was cool for what it was. And it saw Riddle pick up the victory with a submission. But that's the problem right there. Riddle won. So now it was essentially 1-1. It was a tie for predictions. Um, I got my live reaction. You'll see in a video that will be coming out in the upcoming weeks um, what, what, what we're talking about when it comes to it. But um, me and Trey, we were calling a little bit of a, a, little bit of a pickle. Um, to end the Extreme Rules card, though, uh, we saw the return of Ray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse characters came to life. I, when I tell you, the reaction that Bray Wyatt got was deafening in Wells Fargo Center. Um, I mean, even on TV, I wasn't even at right. the event, but even on TV, you couldn't even hear what Bray said at the end because it was so loud. People were so excited to see him back. Um, so the fact that Bray Wyatt's back day before, yeah, like uh, the fact that Bray Wyatt's back now in WWE with this kind of I want to say fusion gimmick because he looked like the eater of worlds, yet he still had the Firefly Funhouse characters with him. I'm very intrigued to see where it goes from here. All right, my apology, you did. You tried to clown me when I gave the hot take on here that. Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman would be returning. And guess who returned? 
Oh, I I clowned you for for you saying that Braun would return. I never said that. I I that you were wrong for saying that Bray would return. I had a feeling Bray would return, not Braun. All right, that that that's why I was clowning you for. I still need it. You clowned me, and they both came back. I'm sorry. Okay, let's let's get to the end of our segment here because we have to talk about the coin flip. All right, the coin flip to determine who won these damn predictions. All right, heads was. Us, WHS, Tails was RPW. I flipped it the first time. Advantage, WHS. I'm feeling great. I flipped it a second time. It was Tails. 1-1. RPW. I had to flip it a couple of other times because it kept hitting the top of my wall. I flipped this coin. This coin right here. One final time. Guess what this freaking coin decided to land on? Tails. So now we have to wait what chat is going to make us do for our punishment. And um, I don't know what they're going to have us do. They have to agree on it. I'm not, I'm not excited for it. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'd be ready for it. You know, the sociopath in me would want this content, but man. Oh, Blake be, had even mentioned, he said we did this to ourselves. So I could just imagine we did. what they're we did. No, no, no. Let's be real here, though. Even though we lost by coin flip, me and you took on the whole chat. It's like 50 people in there. And it took all of them to take us down in a very close one. We're like the bloodline, okay? We're that good. They should actually be ashamed. They should be ashamed it even came down to this. And for that alone, me and you should be title contenders. It just only seems right. We should also bring back the tag titles. We'd make a formidable team. Oh, we're not going to talk about the rest of the segment. We're just going to wait our punishments. You have to figure out what happens to us. Um, what we have to do on the episodes is, is something that we're going to have to do on the episodes of the We Eat Sports Podcast. Yay. Terrible. It's been off top rope with PC and Trey. I'm losing my voice here. Desi, back to you on the main podcast, man. All right, but before we go to the next segment, I just would like to say I'll vote for you guys to wear dresses. Yeah, well, good thing you Why does why do you why why do you all want us to wear dresses so bad? Mainly because I'm, of trade. I mean, you you just come I'm out probably, I probably look real good in a dress, but I'm not wearing it's, one. Okay. You know I'm I love drag, so. What do you mean, because of me? What did I do? Trey, you already know. Next segment, we're going to TK's tier list. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, PC, it's not up to you, bro. If they say wear a dress, you have to wear a dress. I just want you to know that. Like, stop saying I'm not wearing a dress. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and move on to TK's tier list. You got you guys know how it goes. I do three winners, I do three losers. Um, I'm gonna start with my losers this week. All right, so for the first loser, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um I think before the beginning of the season, everybody had the Rams as one of the teams to be in our contention for the Super Bowl this year. 
But after the first five weeks, bro, they just look absolutely terrible. I think they rank towards the bottom of as far as offensive, as far as the touchdowns that they score on offense. Um, the offense does not look the same as last year. Uh, adding a guy like Allen Robinson, you you just you thought even though you lost it, you lose a guy like Odell. You had a guy like Allen Robinson who in twenty twenty had a very good year, <clears throat> over a thousand yards, and I think he had about seven eight touchdowns. Um, you expected. Being paired with Matthew Stafford, you expected to see that, and you're just not seeing it. The defense does not look the same. Also, um, I mean, the Rams are just absolutely a mess right now. Uh, number two, if I decided to go with the Browns, you get a chance. First of all, you have two, basically two opportunities to win a game, bro. Um, you make a mistake on the first drive. I think you punt the ball, or I think you, I think they punted the ball, or either the ball was turned over. I don't exactly remember, but I know they ended up getting the ball back. They moved the ball downfield and they missed the field goal, bro. Um, like I said, bro, when you get two opportunities to win the game and you absolutely doink on both of them, bro, that's just, I mean, you're going to be on this tier list every single week. Um, PC, I actually want to bring you to the camera for this, bro. Um, because I don't remember if it was you, Sean, or Gianni that said, oh, no, actually, it might have been Trey, actually, that said, even though uh, Deshaun Watson wouldn't be available until week 11, I think this man actually said that the Browns would be one of one of the better teams in the AFC North. I don't remember exactly who said that, but one of you guys said it, and it stuck with me because you said it before the beginning of the season. Uh, the Browns look exactly like what I thought the Browns would look like. Um, I don't know what I don't, I don't know what they're going to get with Deshaun Watson. That's a completely hold another conversation but he does come back this week uh, or, or he does come back this season he comes back pretty soon uh, i think he has about five more weeks left um but yeah man when you get up to like i said when you get two opportunities to win a game and you absolutely you absolutely just completely fold on both opportunities bro you're going to be on this list and now i'm going to bring everybody to this one bro because we all saw this i decided to go number three the bears bro this man Literally had a football snatched away from him, bro. Instead of stepping out of bounds, you know what I'm saying, to stop the clock, to, you know, come up with another play. And I know you, like I said, I know you guys saw this play. This man literally had the ball snatched from him and not only had it snatched, but had it returned for a touchdown to lose the game. I just would love to know what you guys' reaction was when you saw that play. Like, did you guys think he should have stepped out of bounds? Did you guys think maybe he was right to try to continue to move downfield? Like, what did you think? Can I jump in? Yeah, I thought ahead. he should have like um like fell on the ground honestly instead of trying because I think he was trying to push for more yards or something like that and <clears throat> and the ball just got ripped out of his hand. So yeah, I guess we can move on to the winners for this week. So since Trey has already talked about the Patriots, the Patriots <clears throat> are actually on my winners for this week. Trey, can you tell me who you guys played? We played the Detroit Lions. And, Number and, one offense, Detroit Lions. And what? And just uh, just tell the listeners what the end of that score was, bro. Oh, they put up as many points as us. None. <laughs> they back to they literally twenty. What is it? Twenty nine to zero, I believe. Twenty eight to zero. Twenty nine to zero. Absolute blowout. And I mean, this is a Lions team that they. I mean, they're not the best. At, I mean, as far as when you look on paper, I think they're like one and four or two and three or something like that. But. I mean, bro, they're putting up a lot of points as far as offense, bro. Like Trey just said, they were the number one offense uh, uh, in a couple in, in as far as points. And I mean, to hold that team to zero points, bro. They I mean, this is a this, this is this is this is a Patriots team that 
I honestly, I think it la- I think last week I actually picked the Lions to beat the Patriots, bro. So that might have been a big mistake on my part. I mean, they didn't have Brian Hoare. You Hoard. weren't the only one. They had no Mac Jones. I mean, Trey, I got to know how you feel about how you feel about Zappi, bro. I'll admit, when we first got him, when I was still on my Mac Jones high, all y'all tried to convince me that Bailey Zappi, he's this guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm not hearing it. I'm seeing him make these throws. He's butt. Then he gets in the game. You know, after a few after a few months getting to learn, I've actually, the Patriots reporters say he's picked up the playbook the fastest out of them all, the new system. So I was like, okay. Then he gets in the game. You know, he handles himself against the Packers, does what he needs to. We come up short. And then he just goes out. He, he has a good game again against the Lions. Defense isn't that good, but this is his sec. This is his first start, actually. And he goes out there, he wins the game, doesn't turn over the ball. I mean, he had one interception, but that's because Aguilar, his butterfingers, can't catch to save his life. Bum ass nigga. See why Philly hates you, okay? But <laughs> other than that, uh, Bailey's happy. He's looked real good. And if he gets to start again next week, we beat the Browns which we should because we pretty much own them in the past few years. I'll be on the zap train officially. But right now, I mean, and look, man, he's already having a better, a better rookie season than Josh, Allen, than Josh Allen ever had. So, I mean, there's that too to look forward to, but let's no, move on to the second winner. Real quick, go ahead. Real, go ahead. Go ahead. Quick, more zap praise. Bailey Zappi is the first NFL, not first NFL, but first Patriots rookie to win in their home opener since a guy named Tom, it's not Tom Brady, actually. I actually can't remember his last name, but it's some no-name. Some guys you don't even know. His first name is Tom. How, so disrespect- I- how disrespectful to th- That was so disrespectful to Tom Brady, bro. It's, it's literally not Tom Brady, though. Like, bro, that, but, so why even name that stat, bro? Like, come on. You don't even know dude last name. You just wanted to throw a shot at Tom, bro. First, Mac Jones didn't even win his home, his home opener last year. And I was pretty high on Mac Jones. I still kind of am. Hopefully, he doesn't end up being trash. But Bailey Zapp, making history, baby. Whatever. Uh, for the second winner of the week, I decided to go with the Giants. Brian Dabble is head. Is, he's, right now, he's my coach of the year right now, bro. Nobody besides, even, I don't even think Giants fans. I don't care what Sean says or anybody says. I don't even think Giants fans expect it to be four and a run right now. I think this is the first time since like 2012 or something. I can't even remember. It's been even, so long, bro. Even further than that, like 2009, I think. Jeez, like, Sean, I mean, not that you're on it. I mean, you can just stay on, bro. But like, I mean, I didn't expect you guys to be four and one. I did I did say before the beginning of the season, don't be surprised if the Giants are in that mix. But, bro, I can. this is way past, like, my expectations, bro. So I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about your Giants. Like, yeah, I mean, you were probably even higher on the Giants than I was. I was thinking, okay, year one of the rebuild, we're probably going to win like five, six games, maybe at, maybe at most. Um, Brian Dable, he's got not a great roster to work with. It's got some holes, offensive line, linebacker. There's some weak spots on the roster, but Brian Dable has found a way to get the absolute best. And it's not just Brian Dable. It's, he's hired amazing assistants. Mike Kafka is a future head coach. One of the best offensive coordinators in the league in only his first year. Wink Mondale, t- shout out Tolu. I see you on the screen. I know you miss him. Thank you so much for getting us Wink Mondale. He has been so massive. Absolutely shut down Aaron Rodgers in the second half of last game. The entire coaching staff has been amazing. Daniel Jones just had one of the best games of his career. Maybe the best. So 
the fact that Brian Day was getting more out of him than we've ever seen before, already a great sign. Um, Saquon Barkley, best season of his career. He was one rookie of the year, was amazing that season. He's even better now. Andrew Thomas has been a top left tackle. Every single player on this team has taken a jump because they have actual coaches putting them in a position to succeed. And the not-so-talented roster that we thought we had coming into the season looks at least a little bit more talented when they're used in a correct way, unlike the way Jason Garrett and Joe Judge used them last season. Hey, man, all I can say is this. <clears throat> it must be nice. I mean, it must be nice to everybody. Yeah, I've yeah. been I saying mean, this it, it, entire time. You see, what you have I been guy? saying, you Sean? You, you, no, 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 you've been you're saying the players have done nothing. Hypocrite, you've Sean. been saying the players wow. have done nothing. Hypocrite. You know when that? have I said the coaches haven't made a difference? You've acted like it's wow. only been the coaches. The players have, have made plays. Multiple times that Brian Dable and his coaching staff have been excellent. They've yeah. been great so far. And they have turned that you just said not so great roster yeah. into a group of guys that can win games. Yes. Okay. By now, making the players better. Clues. The players have can we use out. context clues real quick? What is that more of an indication of a good roster or great coaching? It can be both. The Why Giants can't it be have both? great coaching yes. with a below average roster. Okay, That's fair. I, I would agree with that. But the players are looking way better than they did in previous years because they're not as good of a roster as it looks like at 4-1, and one, but they're also a better roster than they were last year with Jason Garrett and Joe Judge making every single player look way worse than they actually were. And, and, and because of this, they, uh, Brian Dayball has made the team look better than what they actually Absolutely. are. Brian okay, Dayball, without team, Brian Dayball, without it, Brian Dayball, this the team players. does not look as good. This yeah. team is not four yeah, one. I agree, but they have Brian Dayball and the players that made plays and the players. Why am I the hypocrite? Why am I the hypocrite then? Because you're acting like this you're is a fluke me, or a fraud. Is coaching fluky? Is coaching frauds? No, I never said that. Yes, I you, never. You, you never said this was fluky or fraud. There's only I one never said that the coaching fraud. was fluky or fraud. No. No, you said the team is, but the coaching staff isn't going anywhere. You said it's if it's only due to the coaching and we're still going to have the coaching, <coughs> then I don't see what's going to change. Look really at Brian, look at we Brian hate sports, ladies and gentlemen. We hate sports. Look at his track record in the playoffs. It'll fizzle out, Sean. You know why? Because he'll get back to his roots. This is what he does. I All right. So, 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 I guess it's finally quiet down so I can jump back in. Like I was saying, it must be nice, guys. Desi, it must be nice. It must be nice to have a head coach. Sean, it must be nice to have a competent head coach. PC, it must be very nice to have a head coach. I mean, your head coach made some great moves this offseason. I mean, I mean, it must be nice to have a head coach who doesn't need a head coach to tell him how to be a head coach. You know, I I just can't wait. But I have a great hot take for you guys. Stay tuned. Um, for number three, Tolu. Go ahead and come out here, bro. Because you know I gotta give it to your Ravens, bro. And I and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you talk to your Ravens. Language. I'm gonna let you talk. To, language, language. But I understand. I understand. It's coming from the heart. But I'm gonna talk about your Ravens this week. And really, the biggest thing for me is because I needed the Ravens to beat the Bengals because Bengals fans, y'all have become very, very cocky, bro. And I understand. Look, you had a great run last year. You make it, it to right? the Super Bowl. Totally, totally. I'm gonna let you go. Trust me. I know exactly. That's why I'm gonna let you have this moment. But like for me, bro, it was the fact that the Bengals fans were finally humbled. Lamar Jackson went in there and did what Lamar Jackson does, bro. Like what he does every year, bro. 
He humbled this team. And not only that, I'm going to say this for the listeners, because I say it to Bengals fans all the time, right? If Lamar Jackson does not go down last year, and Desi, I also don't know why you're shaking your head, because Lamar Jackson is better than Josh Allen. We're not even going to have that conversation right now. But if Lamar Jackson doesn't go down last year, even with the Ravens being the most injured team last year, if, if Lamar Jackson doesn't go down last year, Bengals, you don't even make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, because the Ravens win that, the Ravens easily win that division, and they make it to the playoffs. They take that spot. But that's a whole other conversation, whole other day. But yeah, I decided to give it to the Ravens, like I said, man, because for this entire year since the Super Bowl ended, Bengals fans have just been really cocky, bro. You guys, I'm trying to say this in the nicest way I can, bro. Bengals fans, you guys have, in a year, you've talked so much trash to other football teams, bro. Not even just Ravens fans, but all other fans, just because you got to the Super Bowl, you've talked as if you've been a successful team for like the past like 10 years, but you've been completely unsuccessful and you haven't made the playoffs in God knows how long. Um, even when you had the one head coach, I can't think of his name that you guys were winning 10 games a season. You weren't doing absolutely anything in the playoffs. I mean, you guys were just, I mean, Marvin you guys Lewis. were just getting, yeah, Marvin Lewis. Thank you. Shout out PC Marvin Lewis. You guys are just way, way too cocky. And I'm so glad that the Ravens humbled you guys. This is a humbling game. Lamar Jackson is still the best quarterback in that division. I don't care when Sean Watson comes back, it'll still be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, respect Lamar Jackson. Desi, I'm looking at you. Respect now, Lamar now Jackson. TK. Respect Lamar Jackson. This, this respect is where I have to step in. I respect him when he can be Josh Allen. This, this is where I have to step in. Because there's been one name that you have not mentioned in this, in this last five minutes that was really the Actual reason the Ravens won that game. Can we give a shout out to Duvernay? Justin Tucker? Tucker. Yeah. Tucker. That's what I'm Tucker. saying. Justin yeah. Tucker. Tucker. I mean, this dude I mean, is the yeah. greatest kicker of all time. I'm what? saying That's it right here, right whoa, now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. I got to stop you there. Because if we're, if we're going to act like Justin Tucker is this. I mean, yes, he's the greatest kicker of all time, absolutely. But he doesn't really have anything to do with the success of the Ravens. It's all Lamar Jackson. Yes, Let's does. stop. stop. No. Stop. No. Totally, totally, totally. TK, in that game alone. In that game alone. But TK, in that game alone, if you watch the game, you would know that Lamar was actually missing throws in that game, okay? He missed a walk-in touchdown. All right, bro, quarterbacks are not, so now, so now quarterbacks aren't allowed to wait, miss wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Because you can attest to this, Tolu. Lamar Jackson missed a lot of key throws in that game. In, mm-hmm. in that game, they Justin Tucker got bailed the team out. Exactly. So Justin the Tucker. The one to Tylen Wallace, that, that made me mad because that was a touchdown. He could have walked in. That was a walk-in. That was a walk-in. And Justin Tucker had to come in, and he had to help his team. He had to help his quarterback up, all right? Again. I'm not saying that Lamar right. Jackson is his bad quarterback, but what I am saying is that Justin Tucker won them that game. It wasn't the Lamar, just Lamar Jackson. Time. As That's he's fine. done countless times before. Fuck it. Cut Justin Tucker in three That's games. okay. I mean, y'all can say Justin Tucker won That's that game. That's fine. I'm willing to accept that. But again, we're not going to act like Justin Tucker is this huge part of the success of the Ravens. He's not. It's Lamar Jackson. It's a hundred percent Lamar Jackson. Stop it. Stop it. Also not for the Bengals got humbled. It's literally not. Justin Tucker has won the Ravens games multiple times. Thank he won them the game last oh, against yeah, the again. Greatest kicker. I'm saying Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time. I'm not denying that. 
But again, so you're telling me that, so the the year, the year, wait, stop, stop. So the year Lamar Jackson won the unanimous MVP, Justin Tucker had something to do with that season, those 13 wins? That's what you're telling me? When he won the six games, when he won the six games, so get the, wait, 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 wait. When he won the six games his rookie year to get them into the playoffs, when they weren't going to the playoffs until Lamar Jackson stepped in, Justin Tucker had something to do with that, bro? No. That's two, that's two no. key moments now. Like, you're let's saying, not I act like... DK, but you're Black saying that Black it's Black all Lamar, Black all Lamar. It's 100% Lamar, but Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. It's 99.9% .9 Lamar, and then there's a the 0.1% of the rest of the team. Is that what you want to hear? Bro. <laughs> What were they before Lamar got? Why are we I having think that's this conversation right now? I think that's totally. Tucker, Justin Tucker, it wasn't Tucker and Lamar that game. We got to give a shout out to our defense. They finally stepped up our defense. That when Marcus Peters sat Tyler Boyd down on that stupid ass Philly play that the Bengals tried to do, you guys have any idea how excited I was? Because how are you trying to do a Philly special at the two yard line? This ain't college. Like, what are you doing? And they tried to force feed Jamar Chase so bad because apparently Jamar Chase owns the owns the Ravens. And what did Marlon Humphrey do? Marlon Humphrey put that man on lock. Put that man on lockdown every single time. The Ravens' defense woke up. It was personal for them. It was personal for them. Last year, Joe Burrow was throwing 500 yards against DoorDashers, Robert Jackson, all those people. Now we have a real defense back, and y'all want to know how many yards Joe Burrow throwed? 200. 217 yards. Joe Burrow got so cocky throwing against DoorDashers and Walmart employees. But now, all of a sudden, we got our actual defense back. And now, he only throws for 217 yards. Bro, Zach Taylor, uh, you your play calling that game was so terrible. He was trying to disrespect us. At the two-yard line, he's trying to throw a shovel pass. Really? A shovel pass at the one-yard line, man. And then you're trying to do a Philly special at the two-yard line. The Bengals, they got humbled last night. I'm so happy. Screw the Bengals. I mean, bro, he's absolutely right. I mean, he's absolutely right, bro. Like I said, this was a huge humbling game. You take a step back and you look at your season. And just don't look, don't just look at the Super Bowl. Look at the season and all, everything that, have, that had to happen in the season for you to get there. I mean, come on, man. But, yeah, man. Like I said, I also I could have put the Eagles on this week, but I mean, I'm not gonna keep. I mean, at this point, if I if I say the Eagles this week, I have to say the Eagles next week and the next the week after because they're just gonna continue to win games. So, um, PC, that's the only reason why your Eagles aren't on the the winners this week. But um, yeah. With that being said, that's gonna be it for my winners and losers. Oh, and Desi, don't ever expect to hear your bills on the winners at all, ever, like ever. But yeah. So um, that's gonna be it for TK's tier list. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Desi, go ahead. Take it off. I know we'll never hear your Broncos on the winners. <laughs> so, that's no bias. <laughs> I'm about me to really just move on. Just move on. You know, it's your hey, first, me night. Personally, it's your first TK. night. So Me personally, TK, I want to take that. <laughs> All right. Now it's time to get uh, into our favorite part of the episode. Uh, our crew hot takes. But before that, it's time for the WHS Fan Hot Take of the Week. PC, can you play that? I 1,000% can. If you want to send in your fan hot take for this podcast, make sure to DM us 
on our socials as well as our personals. We look through submissions. We pick the best one for each week. And this week, um, hopefully it's a banger. Uh, let's get started. Hey, what's up? My name is Omari. Currently living in Texas. I'm an Atlanta sports fan, an Arsenal supporter. And this is the We Hate Sports Fan Hot Take of the Week. My hot take is that the Atlanta Falcons will make the playoffs. Started off the first two games kind of rocky, but lost by small margins. Showed progress. Got better on the next two. And we played the Buccaneers this week. Tom Brady just filed for divorce with his wife. So we might be okay. I know his head's going to be messed up probably. Um, other than that, Chris Lindstrom, my right guard, ranked as one of the top right guards for the first four games of the season. So that shows progress in the line. Muriel is not a terrible quarterback. Running game is decent. Our schedule is not that bad for the remainder of the season, other than maybe playing the Chargers. I would love for us to have a top 10 pick. We might. I don't know. But things aren't looking that bad right now. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'll say this. Wait. I'll say this. What? I'll say this. Hear, hear me out. Because the Falcons are already doing a lot better than what I had them at the beginning of the year. I At the beginning of the year, I didn't even have the Falcons winning a single game. All right. So the fact that the Falcons have managed to make this guy think like this, that think that they're actually going to make the playoffs, I got to say is pretty impressive. All right. And like I mentioned like I mentioned earlier in the episode, like had it not been for that BS rubbing the pastor call uh, that they uh, got on Grady Jerry against some Brady, maybe the Falcons win that game. And maybe they get to three and two on the season. Um, so I'm not saying that the Falcons can't make the playoffs, but I am saying that it's going to be very, very hard for them to be, make the playoffs. Because it's still the Can Falcons. I jump in? How they look after just trading away Deion Jones, Pro Bowl linebacker, second best player on their entire team, maybe third. Can we can we wait? Um, I want to jump in. I I was like looking at their schedule, and I'm looking at the NFC as a whole. That I think they're not going to make the playoffs, but they can win seven, eight games, surprise people, because their their division they got the Panthers twice. Like they they can they can win a couple more games than I think any of us thought, and I think is because I don't know what what they found really in the their team, but they're like a seven eight win team. They're gonna surprise some teams. Like, I I think you could say the same thing for Seattle too, because Seattle is two and three, and they put a lot of points to the board. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I feel like with the Seahawks and, 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 the, and the Falcons, like, why? First of all, Falcons are not making the playoffs. I don't agree with this hot take, first of all. Let me say that. Um, although I will say that we could be looking at a situation because every single game that they've lost, I think it's been under, like, seven points, bro. And they've been very, very competitive. They could easily be undefeated right now also, bro. That's how, that's how, that's how competitive that team has played. But I do agree with what uh, Trey said. They just traded their best linebacker, one of the well, probably the best player on defense besides their cornerback. Um, <clears throat> they just who they just traded with AJ Terrell, um, Deion Jones who they just traded away. Let's see, let's see what the team looks. Let's see what that defense looks like first before we start making the assumptions, assumptions like that of the person who just sent their hot take in. TK, your hot take. Yeah, let's hear this hot take. Is it the Clipper one? <laughs> so what? Is it the Clippers hot take that you was going to give last week? But instead... No, that is- no I don't care. 
Clippers are not more. No, Clippers are not important. All right, so my hot take is going to be about the Bron- the Denver Broncos, bro. Oh, let this man last. We don't want to hear this. this okay, man- yeah, put me last. That's fine. Put me last. That's fine. All right, Shay, you go since you got so much to say. Ladies and gentlemen, my hot take, I'm going NBA this week. All right, so the season's about to start soon. All right, been hearing a lot of speculation about the Atlanta Hawks. DeJounte Murray's there now. Trey Young, this is about to be really good for him. And I think that this year, Trey Young will be the best point guard in the league. Now, you can say Steph Curry. You can say, uh, what's his name? Luka Doncic. But no, Trey Young is about to have a crazy year. For the whole time in Atlanta, he's been really the main source on offense. He only went with the real offensive bag. But DeJounte Murray being there now, he's going to open up a lot for Trey Young. Now, Trey Young, he could do anything on offense. He could shoot it. He could drive. He could pass. You know what I'm saying? He makes plays. He makes buckets. This is going to be a good year for him. I don't think the Hawks would do much. But Trey Young as a player, he's going to have a crazy year. All right, PC. Okay, I'm really excited for my pan, or not for my pan, I'll take for my hot take this week. All right, I want to talk about the starting tight end for Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Um, I'm just say it down. My hot take of this week is that Dallas Goddard is right now a top three tight end in the NFL. And here's why. Um, when I think about the NFL leaders, yards after catch, all right, um, Austin Eckler is first with 245 yards, and then it's Dallas Goddard with 207 yards. That's in the league. That's not in his tight end group. That's in the league in general. All right, he is second with 207 yards. Currently this season, he has 24 catches, 335 yards, a touchdown. He's averaging 14 yards per catch. All right. When you think about the obvious names, when you think of like top tight ends in this league, you think about Darren Waller. Let's look at Darren Waller's sets. 16 catches, 175 yards, a touchdown. Well, all right. Average. Let's look at George Kittle. 11 catches, 99 yards, no touchdowns. Um, you obviously have Travis Kelsey, of course. You have Mark Andrews, who have been producing. Travis Kelsey, 26 catches, 322 yards, three touchdowns as it stands. You know, I know he's in a game right now. Mark Andrews, who is, in my opinion, making a case for best tight end in the league right now. 32 catches, 349 yards, four touchdowns. He's been balling. All right. But outside of that, like, I don't know why people don't put Dallas Goddard in the conversation when they talk about the best tight ends in the league. All right. I think it's time that we do. Uh, in that game that the Eagles just had with the Cardinals, all right, Jalen Hurts, when the game was tied, he had to search for somebody on that drive to make a play. And it was A.J. Brown, all right, it wasn't Devontae Smith, it was Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard had nine catches in that game, all right? He was the lead receiver, all right? He made a crucial third and 11 catch to set up the field goal to help the Eagles win the game. Okay, Dallas Goddard, I know right now you have, obviously, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. They've been balling their top two. 
you know, but looking at guys like Darren Waller, George Kittle right now, the guys that are usually in that conversation. Dallas Goddard's in front of them right now. And at least for the moment, I think that Dallas Goddard is a top three tight end in the NFL. And there needs to be a lot more people talking about Dallas Goddard when they mention these guys, the usual top tight ends in the league. That is my hot take. I don't know why you're shaking your head, you Sean, so because you are such a that's bias. not biased. That's not biased. You're so biased, biased man. God you're so biased. Why are we making massive conclusions off of five-game sample sizes where Darren Waller's been hurt? Kyle Pitts has been misused. He's played the every yeah. game. Waller's been hurt and Pitts has been misused. What does that have to do with Because with the those are two players who are better than Dallas Goddard when healthy well, and when they're not because they haven't been getting theirs. Okay, so, so Dallas Goddard is fully healthy. Every conclusion <laughs> off of a guess five what, I guess Geno Smith is Geno Smith is top five. PC, I want to hear you say Geno Smith is top five. Say it. Say it. He hates pass, ladies and gentlemen. We hate He's not top five? He's not top five. You got to love that. Then neither is Dallas Goddard. Then neither is Dallas Goddard. It's true. Comparing Zeno Smith to Dallas Goddard. Bills still have never won a Super Bowl. Five games has been top five. But if we want to make a Super Bowl. Sean. Sean. The Buffalo Bills still have never won a Super Bowl. TK Subtrolling. Sean. Do you not understand that Dallas Goddard took Zach Ertz's starting job in Philly? Zach Ertz was the starting tight end in Philadelphia. Okay, he's better than Zach Ertz. No, 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 no. When we drafted Dallas Goddard, he took that job from Zach Ertz. Okay. Zach Ertz is in Arizona right now. Do you consider. Uh, Zach Ertz, a better tight end than Dallas Goddard. If you no, do, then you no. know nothing about I, Dallas I Goddard. I didn't say it. I did not mention Zach Ertz. Zach, Dallas Goddard is better than Zach Ertz. So what is the problem with me saying that Dallas Goddard is playing like a top three tight end right now? No, no, in my you opinion, didn't. No, no, no opinion, don't, don't change your take. You didn't say playing no, like. You I said, said he is. top three right now. Yes, I said right he's now. playing like a top three tight end no, right now. he is a top three tight end. He is right no, now. Though. I said he's playing like a top three tight end. Y'all need to just join and calm down here. Okay, what did he say? You did say he's a, you did say right he's a top now. three tight end. You said he is a top three tight end. I said right now he is a top three tight end. You can go back and check the footage. I said he did, right at now. The, at, the, at, the end, at the end of his take, he did. He did. Okay, so listen, listen. I'll solve it. At the beginning, he said he's a top three tight end. Then at the end of his take, he said right now he's a top three tight end. John, so it's 50-50. He's playing other, like a top three tight end. Kelsey he's not a Mark top three tight end. Just like Gino was already playing like a top three tight end. Trey, Trey, Trey. Who's that one tight end y'all was naming? Was it was it Gerald Everett? I can't remember the other tight end y'all was naming. Goddard in the over Everett. He's not better than Goddard right now, but he, yeah. they've been good. Goddard has been better than Waller. Goddard was already going Kittle. into the season a top Kittle. ten. Can we be also? Yeah, can we be honest? He's still top ten. Can, can we also be honest? And I'm sorry for 49ers fan. Kittle has not been a top three tight end in like the oh, past yeah. like, two three that's, years. That's why I'm saying like, it's not like just He has not been top three for years. Player than Dallas Goddard. He's just used. He's used pretty much only as a blocker because the 49ers O line is destroyed by injuries. So and that's the thing. That's another thing. Like, we're a run-first team with the Eagles, so the fact that Goddard is the top receiver for us in most of these games, in most of these games, Goddard is a top receiver for Jalen Hurts, and he's still getting production in a run-first offense. George Kittle can't say that. Okay? George Kittle has not been producing. 
Darren Waller has been hurt been or either misused with the Raiders. Waller has played all year. He has not been hurt. And even if he is hurting, he's still not producing. Cause just yeah, exactly, exactly. So that is yeah, why I'm better, saying right now. That's why I'm saying right Kyle now. Kitts or George Kittle. Look at Justin. Kyle Pitts has not been producing. He has been producing. Look at his quarterback. Look at his team. Look at his coach. They almost won that game, dude. They not almost because beat of Mariota. Rams. They almost beat the Bucks. The Falcons have been Their a resilient team. Their okay. quarterback if, has been terrible. Sean, Sean, Sean. If Ty, uh, what is their rookie running back team? Tyler Alligator or, or whoever I don't know how to pronounce it, but Al- Alligator, yeah. If guys Probably. like that have been producing for the Falcons, yes, their star player, supposed a star player, Kyle Pitts hasn't. What what There's what purpose does that serve? What no, purpose does that serve? Last, last year, Kyle Pitts was performing with Matt Ryan. Now Matt Ryan's Matt. better than Mariota. Right. Matt Ryan is you cannot than. say. That's nah. the bias in you, Sean, because you have a hard on for Kyle Pitts because he's a former Gator. No, but I'm guess what? Waller he hasn't been producing. He hasn't been producing. He had a thousand yards last year, PC. He's a better football player than Dallas Goddard. We are not making Dallas cool Goddard's been hurt. Off of he's five games. Wait, 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 PC. Wait, PC. Okay, I'm confused now. Are you saying Dallas Goddard is better than Kenny Pitts? When Kenny Pitts is being used, like, how are you saying? Like, are we comparing him to Kenny Pitts last year or just Kenny Pitts this Kyle year? Pitts. It's his same time. Or Kyle Pitts. Scott, my fault. Kyle it's Pitts. Kenny are we comparing him? Dallas are we comparing Goddard. Kyle Pitts of last year or Kyle Pitts this year? This year. Oh, this then, year. Yeah. then yeah, Sean. Sean, if he's comparing him to this year, then you have absolutely okay. no case. If you're comparing him to Kyle Pitts last year, then then PC's wrong. Through a five-game five so sample better. size, Dallas Goddard has played like a top three tight end. But Dallas Goddard is not a top three tight end in the NFL. Absolutely, okay. I agree. Absolutely, I, never I agree. Said, okay. And I never said that. He is a top ten. He is a top ten tight end. I agree with that. He is a top ten tight end, but right now he's playing like top three. And if he continues to play like this, then I think that he can stay in that conversation because all the other tight ends I mentioned are not playing like a top three tight end. All right? It goes right now. It goes Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and Dallas Goddard. That's how it goes for me. Kelsey is still one. Mark yeah. Andrews. No, no, Mark can, Andrews is definitely case. one. Mark Kelsey, Andrews is one. Uh, no, no, I'm, that, I'm going to agree, gonna agree with PC there. Well, we don't have to. We, hey, hey, we don't have to. Bro, Mark Andrews. Listen, listen, listen. listen, listen. We don't have to. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I'm just going to say one thing. This man, Mark Andrews, bro, is used 38% in the red zone, bro. Do you know how high that is for a tight end, bro? Kelsey's not Kelsey, being used like that. Stop Kelsey it. Mark Andrews is... TK, you're not watching Kelsey this game. He has four touchdowns, touchdowns right now. Four. Oh, Kel- oh he, probably, yeah, he probably has four touchdowns right now, yes. But I'm still taking... No, this as game. Far- this game. Kelsey has three touchdowns. Wait, 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 wait. He has four Kelsey touchdowns this game. Wait, wait, wait. Kelsey scored four touchdowns in this game? I'm yes. pretty sure, yes. And okay, well, if that's the case, right then then okay, if that's the case, then Kelsey Kelsey just jumped Mark Andrews because I mean, Brad, that's insane. Kelsey's been one all year. Mark Andrews. No, he hasn't been one. No, that's the, that's the difficulty. He has not been one all year. It's been back and forth every week. Four touchdowns. Okay, well, look, it hasn't look, it hasn't been Dawson Knox. Okay, so can we move on now? Yeah, because that because he's been hurt. Because he's been hurt. He's but he's but. Okay, um, my hot take is about the Rams. Um, like TK said in his tier list, they look like a mess. So for my hot take is, I think the Rams, they missed the playoffs, but not with a winning record. 
Honestly, I see the Rams losing 10 games this season, and they're going to miss the playoffs with, with a 7-10 and 10 record. Hey, man. Oh. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised, bro. I think it's going to be some teams in the NFC that are going to, like, really shock a lot of people, bro. It's going to be some teams that made the playoffs last year that's not going to be in the playoffs this year, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a Super Bowl hangover, too. You know, with them winning championship, I mean, they were all yeah, a pretty but, high high. You know, so. Yeah, but even at, even with a Super Bowl hangover, teams, they they look off, but they don't look this bad. The Rams, just, they, look they just fine. look bad. They just look really they, bad. They look bad. Yeah, and tough right. schedule, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it doesn't it doesn't get like easier from here on out. No. Nope. Whatever uh, whatever shoulder injury or, or whatever well, I don't know if it was a shoulder or his arm whatever problem Matt Matthew Stafford had remember the the little thing that he had to take some time off it was like a baseball injury or some weird shit like whatever injury that was I think it's more serious than what they're telling us bro because he doesn't look good either he's he, he looks awful too. <sighs> I love I'm gonna get to the NBA. <clears throat> I love. This Warriors drama. Like, I love it. Love it. You see Draymond Green out here in broad daylight punching Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole is about to steal money from him because the Warriors, okay? Andrew Wiggins is going to get paid over Draymond Green. Jordan Poole is going to get paid over Draymond Green. So Draymond, (laughs) Draymond's so mad that the Warriors are going younger than him, that he's out here assaulting Jordan Poole because of that reason. So, George, so my hot take is, Draymond Green, you're about to be a full-time podcaster because ain't no team gonna sign you after, after, after the Warriors let you go. No team's gonna sign you. Who's gonna give you the max, buddy? Who's gonna give you the max? Because you're Lakers. pushing, thir- you're pushing thirty-five. You can't Stop score. Saying Lakers, at- huh? Lakers don't have. I'm, I'm telling, I'm yet. telling Sean. Stop you saying Lakers don't Draymond, want Draymond. Like, Draymond. 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 Draymond Green, you might as well retire and be a full-time podcaster because the once the Warriors don't offer you the money that you want, no team is going to sign you. You have you're pushing 35, you can't do nothing offensively. You are damn near a liability in the finals. I mean, dang, you scored like you scored 5, 7, like 2 points against the against the Celtics to the point where they had to bench you, bro. They literally had to bench you. So my outtake is, after this season, when no team signs Draymond Green, this man's going to be a full-time TikTok uh, podcaster. I almost said TikTok. Might as well retire, buddy, and be a full-time podcaster. Hell, maybe you should join We Hate Sports Podcast. Oh, oh you, might, you might as well join the We Hate Sports Podcast after this year, because ain't no team going to give you a max, buddy. Come on, Draymond. Come, Dr- come on, Draymond. Tell me all the LeBron stories in the NBA Finals. I'm recruiting you, buddy, because I need that clutch check too, buddy. <laughs> so I was going to have a Giants take, but we kind of already covered that in TK's tier list. Then I was going to have a Rams take. Gianni had to steal that from me. Um, so I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers take. Uh, uh, as you know, 
they fired their head coach, Matt Rule, today. Great decision. He was the worst head coach in the NFL by far. Nathaniel Hackett's terrible, but no, nobody comes close to how bad of a coach Matt Rule is. Amazing decision to let go of him. My hot take is that the Panthers, if they can get a top pick, lose out some a lot of games for the rest of the season, they will be one of, if not the number one most attractive destination for a head coach. Because if they can be in a position where they will be able to draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, they have a good team around the rest of that. They just need a head coach and a quarterback. If they can get their quarterback, they have a pretty solid offensive line. They have D.J. Moore and Christian McCaffrey, two great weapons. And they have a really solid young defense. So I think if I'm a head coach candidate, if I'm, I don't know, D'Amico Ryan, the defense coordinator from the 49ers, Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, I'm absolutely looking at the Panthers job for one of my top options as a head coaching job. I don't know what the infatuation with C.J. Stroud is. I get he's cool in college, but Ohio State quarterbacks are trash, bro. That's he's not saying, a thing. Your helmet's he's going, going. It doesn't uh, matter. He's going to, need to relax, up. bro. C.J. Stroud is him. See, he's, stop. He stop. May be C.J. Stroud is him. Look, Trey, <laughs> I get it. I definitely get it, but I do like C.J. Stroud, man. I can't even lie. I can't even deny it. Like, I really like C.J. Stroud. I know he's an Ohio State QB, but... We he might be the one people. exception. Name one Ohio State QB that broke the chain. Just Justin Fields just played good last week. No, he didn't. Oh, last he, week. Yeah, he just played, had a good that game. Sucks. 20 pass attempts. You know why? Because they don't trust him to throw the ball. Bum-ass boy. He's they don't trash. trust his O-line and his receivers. They, keep the, they don't trust the O-line yet. They run the ball the whole time. Okay, because there's a difference between run blocking and pass blocking. They trust okay. them to run block and pass blocking. Answer this, though, Sean. Mac Jones. Mac Jones comes in. Not great weapons at Watchville wide receiver. Didn't Mac Jones throw three passes in a game one time? Yeah, because it was 20 miles per hour wins, and we won. Poverty. Could Justin Fields. Could Justin Fields Wasn't that game against that the Bills? Yeah, it was. Wasn't that a game against the Bills? It was. All right, just make it sure. Good quarterbacks still make do with what they have. Justin Fields, he's not that guy. He sucks. We've been over this. Maybe, but, you know, hopefully, still, you know, hopefully to be given a chance. Hopefully, C.J. Stroud could be better. But we've seen this story plenty times before, bro. Plenty times. Anyways, Trey. C.K.? All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, the moment we've all been waiting for. I think my hot take is going to be pretty good this week since BC wanted to criticize the hot take that I gave last week, which I thought was, wasn't, wasn't even that crazy, bro. Um. Ben Simmons, no, I'm, 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 I'm not going to do it. it. I'm not going to do it. No, it was You've had a risk. All right, so it here's going to be my hot take. No, it was oh, the worst hot take in the history of this shot. Go ahead. No, it was not. Yes. No, you've no, had no. worse Move on takes, to bro. your take this week. Well, I'm, try- I'm trying to, but your hot takes have been worse. But anyways, like I was saying. So my hot no, take is going to be this. <clears throat> new ownership for the Denver Broncos. New head coach that doesn't appear to be working. A new, really, really completely new coaching staff. I think every single thing is new coach staff, except for like the running back coaches, the linebacks coaches, something like that. GM has really been setting this team up right for the future. <clears throat> Patrick Sertan um, and some of these other guys that he's got on this roster. All right, so here's going to be my hot take. Like I said earlier, Nathaniel Hackett is not the coach for this team. Sean Payton is going to be the Denver Broncos head coach for the 2023-2024 NFL season. I believe that he'll come out of retirement, get sent back to the Saints. 
I don't know what the trade package is going to look like. I don't have it right now. I would have to sit down and like literally look at what we have because I know we don't have any first rounds this year, but I know we can get our first rounds back next year. If we get Sean Payton and you pair him with Russell Wilson, who also, ladies and gentlemen, was just on the herd last week, actually, talking about Russell Wilson, talking about him very, high, very, very highly of him. He did say he think that we gave up a little too much for Russell Wilson. That was the only bad thing that he had to say. But I think that Sean Payton, I think the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, we have a very good team on the up and coming, very young. We have a GM that's very, very good at drafting. We have the richest and by far easily the richest owner in the entire NFL. It's a very, very, very tempting, nice destination. And I think that Sean Payton... If he doesn't come, I think he would at least consider it. Because I think Sean Payton is going to come back to the NFL um, next year as a head coach. I don't know what for, but I'm going to say I'm going to, it's, it's going to be my Denver Broncos. I think it's a very, very tempting destination. Like I said, you have Russell Wilson, who I don't think is watched, like I said earlier before. I just think that the system and the coach is just not for him. <clears throat> I think, personally, we have the best GM in the league. I don't care what anybody says, especially when it comes to drafting. And like I said, we have a really, really rich owner who can basically do whatever he wants with his money and spend whatever he wants. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, my hot take is going to be that next year for the 2023-2024 season, Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. Can we just admit real quick, you didn't even think of nor want Sean Payton on your team until well, I... Well, no, well, no, first of all, for, okay, first of all, first I, of all, no, you're right. You're, no, no, you're kind of right, but first of all, I didn't, because first of all, I thought Nathaniel Hackett would uh-huh. look a lot better than what he has uh-huh. looked like. I did not expect for him to be the, bro, he's, bro, he's a clown. Like, he's literally a clown. Like, hey. if there was a clown reward for coaches a year, it would be the mistakes that he's made has just been unacceptable. See, and like as I said, of now after Matt Rule got fired, he's the worst head coach in the NFL. Easily, I agree yeah. with you. I hundred agree go- with you. Now that Rule is going to attack it, like I agree it. with you, and that's going to be a problem, bro. I think I honestly, the like I said, we only hired Hackett because we thought we were getting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, at that point, we can't we can't fire the guy and be like, oh well, sorry, we didn't get Aaron Rodgers. You can get up out of here. It doesn't work like that, bro. So. Like I said, our GM has made the right move. I think that him hiring Hackett was the only wrong move. But again, we only he only hired him thinking he was getting Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you're an a-hole for playing with our emotions like that, bro. Because honestly, a lot of us thought we were coming to you were coming to Denver, bro. And we were excited, bro. But you know, you did what you did, whatever. And that's why you're suffering without Devontae Adams in Green Bay now. Um but yeah. No. Okay. I'm just it's certainly sure. don't trust me. Yeah, no, it's automatically better than the Ben Simmons hot take because that's the bottom of the barrel trash worst hot take in this podcast history. Okay, and and I'm going to use the words that Sean said, even though I think I don't think it's this bad. He called this man Joe Judge, bro. Do you know how disrespectful that is? He called Nathaniel Hackett Joe Judge 2.0, bro. You know, Joe Judge is terrible. He was terrible. That I could believe that. But still, if y'all end up getting Sean Payton, I'm going to be pissed about Playoffs. it. Playoffs. 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 Playoffs easily, bro. The easily, Patri- bro. Patriots need a guy like Sean Payton. Somebody who cares about offense. Bro, can you... Dog, bro, why are you so selfish, bro? You have Bill Belichick, bro. Stop. He's way out the door, bro. Don't no, he's not. Bro, can, one, got, can somebody who's gonna tell him, bro? He's only got that Bill Belichick is not leaving until Bill Belichick is ready to leave. 
I don't care if Sean Payton comes here to coach. I just want a new GM. Bill Belichick can stay here all he wants, but just imagine Sean Payton, GM of the Patriots, an executive. Well, he doesn't want to be a GM. He wants to be a coach. He doesn't want to be a GM. He's tired of stress. Put him at the GM spot. Put him at the GM spot. We're instantly winning two, three Super Bowls back to back. Back. It's like. Bro has the greatest, possibly the greatest head coach of all time, and he still wants more, bro. Like, I don't understand. You're selfish, bro. You're spoiled. Spoiled you is the word for you, bro. In the episode. I'm tired of talking about mid. I'm tired of talking about mid. Oh, God. Dude, 5-0 for the first time in Eagles. Can we Okay, PC. Okay. Can we get to end? Can we get to end here? Jesus Christ. Yeah, come on. Cam, your monologue. They just talking in circles. Yep, I agree. I agree. You know, you know what else? You know what else is a circle? The amount of Super Bowl wins y'all have. All right, PC, go ahead. Sorry, I just had to say that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. y'all think those have Super Bowls? Didn't y'all go to four straight and lose them all? We did, but we was only a bad team. <laughs> the only the time we had a chance to win is when we played the Giants. You know, football. Right. Nobody was doing it. All right, right. y'all. Right. 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 All right, episode 94 is in the books. I hope y'all love my dysfunctional, chaotic-ass family as much as I do. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode this week. Make sure to follow our Twitter and our Instagram at WHS underscore podcast, our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports. Um, call a loved one, check up on them, tell them that you love them, stay hydrated. Um, I want to give you a huge, huge shout-out it was our first time doing this full time. All right. She definitely had butterflies doing it. All right. Um, but I think she's going to adjust to the role. You know, we're 94 episodes deep into this podcast and we're still adding, still learning, still adjusting to how to do this. And that's not a bad thing. That shouldn't be a bad thing. You should always be looking to improve yourself. You know, whether it be personally or as a group, uh, when you're doing this sort of thing week in and week out. And the fact we've been doing this every single Monday now for the last year and a half, a lot of podcasts fold, a lot of people fold, a lot of people leave, a lot of people, you know, give up on the entire idea of podcasting in general. We're still here. 94 episodes deep and we are still here. And WHS ain't going nowhere, baby. So stay tuned for what's to come with this podcast, man. Uh, that's really all I got this week. I'll need to say much more. I, I've already exhausted my voice enough, I think, today. Um, you know, shout out to Deacon Trey, RC, and DT. Took over, took y'all to service. On this by Monday night, or in the case if you if you watch this when it comes out this this Wednesday afternoon, um, this episode, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll be going over TK Serialist once again. We'll have OTTR. We'll probably be doing our punishment there, um, because there will be a definitive uh, punishment by next week. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. BC. I'm signing out. Tired Man, now. Serve God in the military. Sean is a bum, a fraud, an imbecile.
You're not. I'm biased. What? So wait. So let me get this straight, PC. If they say eat the chip, y'all will have to eat it live on the Skype right now. Yeah. Oh, that's lit. Oh, PC, that's I'm so letting you lit. Know now, if you have to do that, you're not finishing the show. I. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we'll do it at the so, end. Yeah, do it definitely. We'll probably have to end. do it at the end. But it depends. Absolutely. Yeah. You have it's to do okay. it at the end 100%, bro. I'm telling you, bro, that, oh my God, y'all don't know what, oh, I, ooh, I hope they give y'all the chip. Yeah, the I'm chip, the chip can't be as bad as what they it's want. It's bad. It's bad. 